Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Hi, welcome. I'm Fazia Costi, and today we are meeting with Kenny Ingersoll. Uh, Kenny is an entrepreneur. He's a business owner, financial professional, speaker, and mentor. In other words, he's the money mindset, dream big coach, and podcast host. His passion is helping and serving others. He loves helping others get a jump start on life and reduce some of the, if only I'd known at your age what I know now, by sharing his knowledge and experience with everyone he can. Welcome to the show, Kenny. Well, thank you, Fozzie, for having me on here. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to interviewing you. I think you have a very interesting perspective. Um, talking about understanding what money is, ha- talking about that money mindset, where it came from, identifying you know, the details of that. I- I'd like to talk to you a little bit about you first. You know, tell us about you. Tell us how did you get where you, you know, where you're at? How did you get started with money mindset? So, yeah, um, growing up, my parents were entrepreneurs um, on different levels. They owned different businesses and stuff. And so I always had that bug of entrepreneurialism. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a while for me to understand what that meant and, you know, exactly what it entailed. And I thought um, at 17, 18 years old, I knew everything. <laughs> and I just start a business and life would be happy and grand. But, I think uh, we all think we know everything at 17 or 18. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that, that comes back to the, uh, w- w- if I had only known at your age, what I know now kind of thing. Right. <laughs> but so I knew I wanted to be a business owner, entrepreneur. And um, so I tried different things in and out of things, started a few businesses, shut up down a few businesses. And it took a while for me to, um, to realize that I needed, one, a better understanding, so I needed mentorship because uh, I didn't know everything. And then um, when I thought things did line up, I realized that they didn't quite line up um, 100% with me. You know, So I was in this business, and like I, I enjoyed doing this and stuff. But after a while, I realized it wasn't what I wanted to do as a full-time profession. Um, yeah. When, when you have your, when you have your own business, it's, it's not, it's not a job. It's an evolution. You know, that job is changing. So it sounds like you learned a lot. Oh yeah. And and there was some uh, hard knocks and stuff. And I, I opened and closed about half a dozen businesses and stuff. And I still enjoyed doing those things, but they, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. They didn't line up with me in serving my purpose. And it took a while for me to develop and understand my purpose of serving others. And so many years down the road, I learned about um, what money is. I learned more of the financial education and then getting into the money mindset. And that really clicked with me and that really aligned with who I am and knowing how I can serve others. I'm like, this is how I serve my purpose of serving others. Yeah. So what is a money, a money mindset? Explain to me what that means, because I don't think everyone knows what a money mindset is. 
I'm not even yeah. sure I know what a money mindset is. Tell me. So we have mindsets around everything. Excuse me. Sure. Sorry. But we have a mindset. A, a mindset is basically the attitude and belief you've developed around something. You know, it could be you have a money mindset. You have a driving mindset. You have a food mindset. You know, you have a, a health mindset. You have a exercise mindset. You know, what is your belief and attitude towards whatever that topic is? And so, so let me clarify this is so if somebody thinks, oh, money is the root of all evil, that's something you, you used to hear a lot. And if that's your mindset, then it's hard to really use money as a tool. Am I understanding you correctly? Correct. Yeah. It's identifying okay. what you're currently thinking about money and what your reaction is of money. Okay. Um, and so understanding what that is, you know, what a mindset is, is a, a first place to start. And then, you know, what your money mindset is, what do you think about money? If you think money is the root of all evil, and unfortunately, even that got construed, it's the love of money, you know, in a greedy, selfish way, that is the root of all evil. It's not money itself, it's the love of money. Um, so there's a lot of um, misconceptions and so the belief is the issue because money is just a tool. Exactly. Yeah. So, so your belief. Okay. So it's your belief. That's the issue. You have to change your belief system because in order to use money appropriately, am I understanding you correctly? That's exactly it. Yes. Okay. All right. Wonderful. How, how do you know what your mindset is about money? Like, you know, people go through life having different ideas about money, but how do you find out what your mindset is? Um, well, ask yourself, how do you respond to, to money? How do you feel about having money? What is your thought? You know, do you think money is the root of all evil or another good one? Um, but let's uh, use an example. What's a, a dream purchase you have? You know, um, let's say a, a new car, a new truck. You got this nice truck. You've looked it up. You've got all the colors, whatever. And... And so you look at the price and it's $110,000. What's your reaction to that? Do you, do you gasp for air? <gasps> or, or do you like, okay, 110,000, let's go for it. You know? So that's a good indicator of where your money mindset is. Are you, if you gasp for air or kind of have that, oh my gosh, that's so expensive. I'm never going to be able to afford that. You're in the, the scarcity side of money mindset you know but if you look at it okay that's what it is to reach my goal i'm gonna go for it i don't know how i'm gonna figure it out but i'll get there then you're, so you're um, saying that you can have a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset and that view of one or the other can determine how you see the money correct yeah it, it okay. establishes it helps you establish where your current money mindset is so tell me what somebody who has a scarcity mindset would would view things like not just money but like just in life how how do they view things Um they think that a lot of times it's it's not for them it'll never happen to them or they they could never do that or you know I I don't live in the land of opportunity kind of thing or or they're they're lucky or they were born with or their family is this last name, you know, 
You take okay. the, you know, uh, often one is the Rockefellers or whatever, or he's related to um, Sam Walton. He's one of Sam Walton's heirs or, you know, you just put some name in there and they find some, something to pin to take the, the, not the blame, but the, the attention away from them. And so they basically find reasons to make it uh, or make it an excuse as to why they don't have the abundance. So that's the scarcity mindset. They make excuses. Would that yeah. make sense? Okay. They, they find something to justify where they're at. Okay. That, all right. Where, where do you think these mindsets come from? Like where, if somebody has a scarcity mindset and somebody else has an abundant mindset, where do these mindsets come from? Are we born with them or do they come from our families or do I, do they come from our friends or, or are they just something we're develop on our own without any influence? Um, it's a combination of all, a lot of it comes from how we were raised. You know, okay. I, I don't believe we were necessarily born with, I think we have an open slate, but if we're raised um, in a group of people or with family that has a scarcity mindset, or, you know, it's like language, you know, if you're born in a, a Chinese speaking family, you're going to speak Chinese more often than, than versus right. someone, that's, someone that's in an English speaking environment, you know, so, so look around, you know, what, what did your parents money mindset look like? Who were the people you were raised with aunts, uncles, family, friends, you know, your, your parents' best friends, um, people you went to school with or church with or whatever, you know, and then as you grew up, you know, who do you hang around with and what does their mindset look like? So maybe mentors and people you look up to. Correct. And it, 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 it can even come from YouTube and watching TV and stuff. And, and, you know, you got all these gurus or whatever, or you heard something on TV. And so you, it sticks with you for some reason. So um, there's a lot of a lot of places, little pieces of that money mindset could come from. So we don't realize a lot of times who our influences are. So I, I didn't even think about YouTube as an influence, but you're right. Anything can influence us and our our thoughts and how we perceive money. It's truly interesting. Um, what is you know? Can you give me an example of how your money mindset changed? over the last few years, like how, what was your money mindset when you first started your businesses and where are you at now? Oh yeah. When I first started, it was a lot of, um, you know, this hasn't worked before. Why should it work now? Why should this be any different? Um, and I didn't take into account the, the changes and the growth that I've gone through, you know, so we often um, devalue or disqualify our own personal growth or um, some things that are actually of tremendous value, you know, and I used to, I used to look at everything as an expense. You know, um, I see some books behind you. Oh, that book costs $30. Oh my gosh, that's $30. I could use over here or $30 over here, you know, versus now it's like, okay, it's an investment of $30, but I'm going to get so much more value out of it that it's well worth ah. $30. So you're looking at the investment and the value now as opposed to the cost. Exactly. Yeah. The, I went from cost to investment value. 
That, that's a really big lesson to learn in life, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I would love to see, you know, kids learn that lesson because a lot of times, you know, when they're getting their allowance, they're getting, you know, the $5 or whatever they get from their parents and they just think, okay, I'm, I'm going to just buy, you know, can some smaller kids might say, I'm just going to buy candy with this. Whereas a more mature child might say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to hang on to this money. I'm going to save it up and I'm going to invest in that gaming system. I really want, because that's going to add value to my life because I'm going to enjoy gaming with my friends. So it's, it does shift your mindset even as a child, right? Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think that's fascinating. Um, did you learn this from your, from your family a lot? a lot of this mindset or did you personally like learn it more from your experiences and in having those businesses um, just not be successful? Um, Both. A lot of it came through the businesses and experiences. And then when I started to understand what a money mindset is, I looked at the mindset I grew up with, you know, and, and the stuff that I liked and the stuff I didn't like and started to, um, to look for and to go towards changing it to all of what I wanted. You know, I want this over here, but I want this over here. I don't want this over here, but I want to replace it with this. That's another important thing. You know, you got to, um, the universe doesn't like a vacuum. It's going to want to fill something up. So if you want to get rid of an old habit or an old money mindset, you need to have something to replace it with. Otherwise, it'll find something and it's probably going to be worse than what you had already. So, Explain so I, that a little bit more, please. So, yeah, and, and the, the universe and the law of attraction, the law of vibration, it doesn't like empty space or doesn't like a vacuum. So, um, if you um, take an old paradigm out or an old thought habit out, you need to replace it with something. Otherwise the universe will find something there or, you know, sort of like. So if you have that thought about, you know, money, quote unquote, is the root of all evil. um, And you all of a sudden you're watching these YouTube videos and you realize, okay, maybe money is not the root of all evil. Maybe money is just a tool. You just shifted your paradigm. Right. So. Exactly. You, you've got this new idea, so it's all good. But if you just say, what, what, how would you have to change it in order for things to get worse? You, you, you would have to do what? You just um, <clears throat> let more negative thoughts would probably come in or more light thoughts would automatically come in. Money's not the root of all evil. And so it'll be... Um, kind of like Google, you know, when you type something in, it has like 20 suggestions of the next word that you're going to type, you know, it's going to pick something similar to what's already in there. If you don't intentionally fill in that space. Interesting. Okay. Can you give me um, a a story of a, a time when you have had to shift your paradigm? So what, what thoughts about money did you have to, release and what did you have to replace them with so yeah i i used to believe that money was scarce and um that 
I only made so much. I used to think that I was what I got paid at my old job, you know, and my bank account was the most I had, you know, so I'm like, oh no, this is it. So I was in that scarcity set of trying to protect it and not use it. And it, I put it on a pedestal, which we often do, and we put it, we value it far more than it should be. But I had to change that. I'm like, okay, this is what's in my bank account, but there's so much more out there in the universe that I can bring in to replace this and then some. You know, so this is not limited. This is just what's in here. But it's great. So how did you change your thoughts from I mean, from what what thought did you start with and what thought did you end up with to change that paradigm? Um, money money is limited to money is abundant. Okay. And once you did that, did the money become more abundant? Absolutely. You know, um, it took a little while for me to recognize and accept it. It's like, because at first I, I was hesitant and didn't want to believe, but it's like, okay, maybe this does work. And then, you know, I, I put more belief and practice and more faith into it. And then it, it flowed a whole lot more and opportunities came and, you know, connections came. So it wasn't always just specifically money directly, but opportunities and stuff came that then translated into more money. So recognizing those opportunities came as well. That's fascinating. Um, When you were working on your businesses and you were seeing these failures, what did you learn from these failures? Was, was, Was there like one big aha moment like, okay, I get it now. Or was there several little points where you learned a little bit after each failure? You know, how, how did that evolve for you? It was, it was different lessons from each one. Like with one business, let's say it was, you know, kind of a business development. I need to learn more about operating a business and, and understanding, you know, more of how a business works. I knew how, what, to do what I love to do, but it's different than how to run a business, run it as a business. So that was a lesson on one of them. The other one was, um, you know, fine tuning what's really aligned with me and serving my purpose. I love doing it and it was kind of fulfilling my passion, but not fully. So getting more in tune with my purpose and stuff. So there were several different lessons um, with each one and some of them kind of interlaced as well. How did your purpose evolve over that time? So what did your, how did you start? Like, what was your purpose at the beginning? What did you want to do? And how did that evolve to where you are now? Oh, and my purpose was, I liked helping others. I liked serving others, but I didn't quite know how I wanted to, in what way I wanted to. And I thought, um, one of uh, one of my businesses, I owned an uh, RV salvage yard, so I helped others get their their love for camping back on the road, fix their RVs and get them back on the road. Um, but it it wasn't quite the the way I wanted to serve others as as the doing the money mindset and financial coaching that I do serves them because that opens up a whole big broader way that I can serve them. You know, if I help them with their money, then that's going to help them in a whole bunch of areas instead of just one little spot in their life. 
Yeah, that's fascinating. Very, it's very interesting. Um, so how do you know if you're on the right track with your goals? Like you've had, you've had your goals evolve over time. You've had a variety of, um, you know, businesses and there's been like, everybody goes through an evolution, right? How do you know that you're on the right track? Yeah. Um, look at your current results. Your, your external results are a reflection of your internal thinking the operation of your, of your mind. So looking at your current results, you know, are, are they getting you closer or further away from your goal? Um, you know, and where are you compared to last week? So let's say, yeah, tell, tell me how you, how you saw that for you. Like, like what were your goals in, in, and then how did you know when you were on the right track? How did you know that this is the goal? This is the right goal for me. Like you, you said earlier that you, you, you were able to help people with their money because that helped with larger, um, the larger view of their life. But how did that evolution happen for you? Like, how did you know that that was going to be your goal? Well, yeah, because I went through it myself. You know, I had to learn these uh, concepts myself and understand that money is a tool and it's abundant and the, the cost versus investment, you know. So I went through all of that myself and that's um, really helped solidify that purpose for me in serving others. You know, because and the joy that I got out of it from for me and my family, I knew that I can give joy to others by helping them overcome similar um, things that I went through and seeing that light at the end of the tunnel. Was there like a feeling that you had that just said this is this feels right? Like, I I know for me when when I'm on the right track, I just get a feeling. It's like okay, I I know this is the right thing. I'm I'm doing the right thing. Because it feels right when I'm when I'm on the wrong track, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, um, it, it feels right. I get the the warm fuzzies, if you want to call them that. But also, I've I've learned to recognize, you know, um, adversity more because because when you're when you're doing the right thing, more roadblocks seem to come up. You know, um, so. So if if you're getting the roadblocks and stuff, it must seem you you must be on the right track because it's helping you develop and helping you establish and continue to establish growth and how much you really want to be on that path, how much you want that goal. You know, because if if you give up at the first hardship, then you don't really want that goal that much. But if you have more adversity, it's helping you grow and recognizing that growth more than focus on the adversity. Um, really opens your eyes to to knowing you're on the right path and and getting that sense of accomplishment when you overcome those and um, using those as milestones to see your own personal development growth. Okay, very interesting. So um, let's talk a little bit about we, we talked at the beginning, like what what a dream is. What 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 is a dream? What is your definition of what a dream is? My dream, or you could call it goal or whatever, is something you want that you're willing to trade your life for, essentially. 
you know, can you explain that a little bit? So your dream job, you know, what are you trading your, your time away from family time behind the computer time, whatever is, is it really what you want to do? Is it aligned with who you are? You know, cause yeah. Cause you go to work and you, you, um, and you're at a job that you don't necessarily like, you're still trading your time, your life for that. What is something worth trading your life for? You know, that's an interesting way of putting it. Cause I, I, I agree with you. I, I see my time as the most valuable thing I own. And you can't replace it. Once it's gone, it's gone. So you really do have to decide, make a conscious decision as to how you want to spend that. And when you're trading that time for a paycheck, is that really how you want to spend your time? I mean, that's how I kind of see it. Is that what you're talking about? Exactly. You know, dream job, dream house, dream vacation. Oftentimes we we settle on something because it's what we can afford or it's because of what our bank account tells us or because what our circumstances tell us we can do. And it's not really what we want. And, and so we're settling instead of figuring out and going after and putting in the, the work on whatever that looks like, self-development, mentorship, to, to get what we really want. Go on that dream vacation get the dream house, um, whatever that is for you. Yeah, no, that's, that's fascinating. Um, so we've got a few minutes before we go to break. Um, is there, um, if somebody wanted to work with you, how would you work with them? Like, what do you normally do? If, if I wanted to be your client, how would, what, what would that look like? Well, it would start with just a, a short 15, 30-minute phone call to see what um, specifically you're looking for. Are you looking more for um, the financial coaching? Are you looking more for the um, dream big coaching? Are you looking for money mindset coaching? Do you just have a simple question? Um, so just a, a short phone call is where we'd start and then um, set up a, a plan or a an agenda on how to proceed from there, you know, based on, based on your goals and what you're looking for at that time. So if somebody does sign up and work with you, would you meet with them like weekly, a couple times a week, or do you sit with them, you know, in one session on a Saturday and how, how does that work? Um, it all, it all varies. Um, you know, um, some of my financial clients I've been working with, you know, um, <clears throat> On the coaching, I get we get to the point where we just meet quarterly. Okay. You know? So some people it's once a week, some people it's quarterly. So it all depends on where we are in the journey and what the goals looking like and the progression and um, what they're where they're at currently and and things shift. You know, their goal might be over here one day a little bit, and then it might shift a couple weeks later slightly. So it, it varies. So you basically customize whatever needs to be done to align with what your client's needs are. Correct. Okay. That's fascinating. Um, So what I would like to do is offer, do you have any specials you want to offer or how, how would you, um, 
how would somebody get in contact with you if, if they were interested in working with you? So yeah, the, the simplest way is my website, ingersollenterprises.com. Um, and it's got all my, my phone number, emails, social media. Um, it's got contact forms. And also, if you go to ingersollenterprises.com forward slash mentorship, there's some free PDF downloads um, okay. about the dreaming big and stuff that people can download and work through on their own or we could work through together. So Perfect. that would be a great place to start. Thank you so much. And if you're looking to get in touch with me, you can go to executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can email me directly uh, with any questions um, through the um, through our contact page. You can also subscribe to our magazine, Executive Function Magazine. You can subscribe to the magazine as well as see uh, previous issues on the uh, website. And um, we would love to have you if you if you'd be interested in advertising with us or sponsoring the magazine or the radio show. Um, our number is 480-648-1122. And um, if you're interested in um, executive function coaching, feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to do a free consultation. We'll be back after these messages. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Bozzi Acosti is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Bozzi works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fazia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you ever suffered grief from the loss of a loved one or pet? Do you ask yourself questions? Like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guest will discuss all things beyond the bridge. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fozzie Acosti or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at executive function coach, Now, 
back to Focus on Success. Hi, welcome back. I'm Fazia Costi, and today we're speaking with Kenny Ingersoll. Um, he's talking about understanding what a money mindset is, where it comes from, identifying what you want your money mindset to be, and the steps to change it from where it is currently to where you want it to be. So welcome back to the show, Kenny. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. It's It's been really interesting hearing your perspective on the money mindset. Um, you know, one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about is, um, you know, where where did you learn about this money mindset? You had talked earlier about, um, you know, abundance and, um, you know, s- scarcity and all of this. How did you learn about this idea? How did you learn about this concept? Well, yeah, um, it, when I first learned um, about it, I recognized is when I started recognizing that where I'm at now isn't where I have to be. You know, I was in this, uh, my current money mindset of scarcity and it's costs instead of, um, instead of investment and things like that. But I started to see around and notice that other people are living abundantly. And I'm like, okay, if they can do it, what are they doing differently? And I found um, one of my favorite mentors is Grant Cardone. You know, and so I started following him and investing in his books and his programs and stuff and really clicking, you know, on what he does to do it, you know, um, understanding that it's possible, you know, so I had to think that it was possible and not just possible because I know it's possible. I see it everywhere. You know, I see the, the things that I want that other people have, you know, I, I want, um, I want a private jet is one of the things I want, you know, and I know, I didn't know the colors and that's one of the things he talks about, but I know it's possible, but I didn't believe it was possible for me. And so I started to, um, apply that in my life, embody that, you know, okay. This is possible for me. You know, it's possible for me to to start having these things and start having this kind of mindset and lifestyle. And it's possible for me to to be in the same room and to do the same thing that others, these people are doing, you know, um, whether that's traveling the world or putting on big events or, you know, writing books. You know, I see all these things that it's possible. You see it on TV, you see it on YouTube, whatever. But believing that it's possible for me really started to help. And I'm like, okay, I started putting myself there, you know, imagining I was I was driving my dream truck or, you know, sitting in the back of my, my private jet, you know, and, and picturing me there. I'm like, okay, I, I can I can do this. I can I can see myself there. So when I started really embodying that and then shifting over to the investment versus cost, things started to uh, make a lot more sense and um, come to me a lot easier. So when you did these visualizations and you did everything that, that you did, did you also go into the planning mode? Because it's not magic. It doesn't 
you know, it doesn't like magically, your plane doesn't magically appear on the runway. You have to have, you know, some planning that goes into that because you, you have to know what you want. Um, there's so much abundance in the world that, you know, if you want a plane and a boat shows up, you know, that's not what you wanted. That might be somebody else's dream. So it's not magic. How, how do you plan for it? How do you actually prepare for your abundance? Yeah. And that was another thing that I learned and, and still learning because my old mindset still creeps up sometimes is I, I learned not to get caught up in the how at first, you know, um, okay, how do I get this plane? You know, I started to, started to, like you said, figure out exactly what I wanted, what colors I want the seeds, you know, what, what color I want the paint and how big I want it and all this stuff, you know, right down to the nitty gritty details. You know, I know what kind of soda I want in the fridge on there, you know, so get very specific so you can really see in your mind. And then, and then I started to figure out or learn what Grant was doing because he has private jet or Tony Robbins, you know, okay, what are some of the things that they do daily to improve their lives that got them here? You know, um, you can go and find their backstories, you know? So, so what did they do that inspired you? What did they do differently that you are now incorporating in your, in your daily life? Re- reading or listening to podcasts was a big one. And then investing in um, personal development, um, whether that's coaches, programs, courses, um, whatever that looks like for you, for your goals and stuff. So those are some of the things they did daily in getting out of their comfort zone. So, um, so I, I want to back up a little bit. So in order to do those things, you have to be very clear as to what you want. Um, did you set goals? Did Did you sit down one day and just say, okay, I want, you know, a plane. I want this soda on the plane. I want this truck. Did you make a list of the things that you want in your life or did that just kind of evolve over time? Well, yeah, I, I've always done vision boards. I love vision boards and I have several throughout my home and office and and it was also about that same time that I've learned that you can do vision boards and update them and change them as often as you feel necessary. You know, it, it doesn't have to be just the once a year on New Year's. You know, I, I used to think that New Year's is the time to redo the vision board. And, and you certainly do that. I still do that on New Year's as well. But I do it whenever I feel is needed. You know, so I have I got online and I Googled pictures of a plane or very similar or even just a black and white version. And I colored it in, you know, or the truck. I, I printed out pictures of the truck or what represents the truck, you know, may not be exact in the picture, but it represents. So when I see that picture on my vision board, it puts a picture of the exact one in my mind, you know, so a representation of your goal on your vision board. So why is it important for us to dream like that? Why, why is that so important? Because without, without a dream, we just, I want to say meander through life or just barely, you know, get through life 
um, from point A to point B, but we don't really live. You know, we don't live a fun life. We might live a safe life, but we don't live the life we are meant to live. We don't um, experience what we're supposed to experience or meet the people we're supposed to meet. And we don't reach our potential if we don't dream. Dreams push us out of our comfort zone and help us to become the person we were meant to become. Do your dreams change and evolve over time? Um, some more often than others, and some, you know, some big changes, some little tweaks, um, things like that. And but yeah. So- would you mind sharing like what you started out with, like maybe some of the dreams that you had when you first started your businesses and how those dreams have evolved and changed over time? So yeah, on the business perspective on the RV salvage yard, I talked about before I, I dreamed of having like 10 or 15 franchises or locations across the country, you know? And so, so I was, you know, picturing the the cities I wanted those in and you know what that would look like and everything like that but that dream has changed and you know it's no longer even a dream you know but so that's one how did did that dream evolve into something else did that did did some elements of that dream stay in place and then evolve into something else or did it just kind of go away and you created a new dream it, it pretty much went away and created a new dream, but um, you could say it kind of gave rebirth in the financial industry that I'm in, especially with virtual options that are available now because I am across country in my business in that respect. So in a, in a, that's why I say in a way you could do some, say it was reborn in that respect, um, you know, and I am virtual, so I'm in, you know, I've worked in many states and cities all over the country and stuff. And so, so, um, so yeah, they, they change all the time. And as you grow and as your dreams change and develop, you know, so it, it's important to look at your vision board and adjust those whenever necessary, whenever you feel. So what are your next steps? What is what is Kenny going to be doing in the next, you know, five to 10 years? What are, what are your goals moving forward? What are your aspirations? Where do you see yourself moving forward? So within the next 10 years, um, that jet will come to fruition and running my business while in the air. <laughs> um, you know, and then um, helping more and more people, you know, I want to create some, I'm working on creating summits around this and the money mindset and dreaming big. And I see that getting, getting into a big national event as well, or we host it in different cities every year. Um, so those are the, the next steps that I'm focused on and I'm continually to, to grow and help others develop and, and their mindset and financial goals as well. So have you started creating these, you know, summits and have you started putting these things together? Well, yeah, we've actually got them in place. We um, are working on the final details of one. We got to it coming up in July of this year. And when we get a few more things in set, we will put that 
publicly, and there will be a hybrid of virtual and in-person, you know. Um, and, and is this going to be in Utah where you live? Yeah, the in-person portion, yeah. Okay, very interesting. Um, so you keep saying we. Who is we? Um, so it's it's kind of a fun story because um, we were talking about recognizing opportunities earlier. So um, someone, this lady I met, her name is Melinda. She made a comment about a book on a Facebook post. I forget exactly what the post said, but it was talking about a Ed Milet book. And she said she would love to read it. And I, I told her I have a copy. I'll meet her somewhere. And so that's how we connected in person. And then in that conversation with that book is where the whole summit idea was born. So that's one of the opportunities that I was referring to earlier is this came out of a simple Facebook post that turned into this whole different thing that we had, neither of us had any idea would happen when we met at first. Yeah, I am a firm believer that there are no mistakes in life, that we are given opportunities every day. We just have to recognize that there are opportunities and take them. And a lot of times I think people don't really recognize the opportunities that they that they see in front of them. Would you agree with that? 100%. 100%. In fact, in the in the um some of my coaching, I I call it the um moolah eclipse. Cuz you know you have the the solar eclipse or the lunar eclipse I, where the moon comes in front of the sun and it blocks it out completely from our view, right? Mhm. And and oftentimes we're so focused. I take a quarter and we're so focused on that quarter that we don't see the hundred dollar bill out here. Mm-hmm. You know, so going back to recognizing that and getting, getting that mindset, old mindset out of the way and recognizing those opportunities to, to see what's really out there and not just right here in our current mental view. Very interesting. So tell me a little bit about your your summit that's coming up. Um, what is that going to be like? Tell me the details. If if somebody was interested, what what would they what would they get? So it's to help people to to start dreaming again. You know, going over what is a dream, why we dream, who do we dream for, and just giving them permission to dream because we so often get our dreams. Um, suppressed within us or even completely out of us you know that we we we're afraid to dream we're afraid because what if we make that mistake or what will um my boss think or what will my spouse Mm. think you know or you know i don't have the money to do that or that'll never happen to me so we're we're afraid to even start dreaming because of the fear of failure the fear of rejection and sometimes even the fear of success, you know. We, you know, it's, I never thought there would be such a thing, but you're right. There are people that are afraid of success. Why do you think that is? I think because it's uncomfortable. It's not in their comfort zone. They've they've kept themselves away from success for for so long that they they don't 
know how to deal with it right now. Um, you know, you can relate it to um, someone wants to be a, a pilot, an airline pilot, and they walk into the class for the first time, then you put them in the pilot seat right away. You know, they're overwhelmed with it. You know, what do I do now kind of thing? You know, but if you walk them through the proper steps at, at their pace, um, then they're then they're ready for it. You know, you you put that belief into them, you pour that belief into them, then they'll establish the confidence and the start to shift their mindset. Like, okay, I, what if I, I can do this? You know, um, it's kind of like winning the lottery. I think a lot of times when people win the lottery, they don't know what to do with all that money. Yeah. And they end it, up just losing it because they spend it on ridiculous things. Yeah, exactly. They, they don't know how to handle it properly. And um, there's several analogies, you know, uh, if a, if a dam bursts, the river can't handle the flow. But if it's, if it's controlled and, and, you know, at, at the rate that the river is meant for, you know, and as the river expands, metaphorically, then it can handle more flow, mm-hmm. you know? So, so yeah, um, we're overwhelmed. We, we don't know where to start. We don't know what to do with it. We don't know how to appropriately take advantage of it. Interesting. Um, wow. So let's talk a little bit about some of your success stories. What are some stories that you can share with us? Well, one of them is my own, you know, and I talked about this a little bit before, but um, seeing the opportunities that have come my way and the growth and the, the fun and what life can look like when you have the right mindset, you know, what really, what living really is and, you know, not being stuck in this, this box that we're normally in, um, you know. So how has your life changed from when you first started your businesses and where you're at now? How, how different is your life? It's, it's quite a bit different. I've grown quite a lot. I know how much I don't know and that I continue to need mentorship. I've, I've studied and just grabbed the coattail. I've become so much more coachable in the last few years than I have previously because um, previous experiences have helped me to accept and eat that humble pie. So because I've done that, kind of set, taken a step backwards, you know, which may seem counterintuitive at first, but it's really helped me progress and launch a lot better and doing it the right way, um, more long-term versus if I would kept trying on my own and I would have gotten probably a little bit faster, but not as far, you know, so learning and growing and developing through, the, through those um, steps and mentorship, you know, and seeing the, seeing what my mentors are going through, watching them and getting to know them on a personal level and stuff. I've got, I mentioned Grant Cardone. I don't know him personally, but I, I have a little bit of his story, but I have other mentors that I know personally. And, and I've seen, I watched them in their lives and seen them grow and stuff. And, and I know where they can take me because I've seen them go through it as well. And seeing what life can look like 
with their example. That's that's great. What about some of the people that you've worked with? What are some examples? What are some success stories that you can share? Yeah, I have one client um, that with the, um, with the knowledge and stuff that we've been able to, the, the money mindset and helping him shift that it's abundant. He's been able to, to really open up his mind and seize opportunities for different businesses that he's wanted to start and now has more of the resources to start those businesses, you know, and understanding of how money works. And that is a tool, you know, um, and that it is abundant and it's uh, being able to apply that just like a tool in your toolbox, you know, it, it's only useful when you put it to work, you know, and, and money is the same thing. It, it does, you no good, basically just, sitting there in a bank, you know, you might save some money and stuff, but when you use it properly, it really increases your ability to, to move towards your goals. And so he's been able to improve his business growth and his, what's, what's what I'm looking for? His bottom line. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know. My ESP is not working. (laughs) Yeah, his his bottom line and stuff. And so he's been able to really springboard forward in his endeavors with the coaching that I've been able to give him. That's awesome. Um, let's, uh, we've got a couple minutes before we end our show today. And I just want to, one, I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing your, your vision, but let's go ahead and tell people how they can get a hold of you. Should they want to be part of your summit or, or actually work with you? Um, as a coach, um, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, as mentioned before, IngersallEnterprises.com um, is the best way. It's got my phone number, my email, social media. Yeah. And Ingersoll is spelled I-N-G-E-R-S-O-L-L. Just so our listeners know how to spell it. So IngersallEnterprises.com. Um that's fantastic. Um, and do you have a phone number that you'd like to share? Yeah, 801-597-0063. Um, you can call me, text me. If I don't answer, please leave a voicemail. And then um, I will respond when I'm available and we'll uh, connect that way. And um, yeah, and again, it's listed on the website as well. And, and yeah, that's fantastic. So thank you so much, Kenny. Um, If you're looking to get in touch with me, you can go to my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com. On my website, you can look at my YouTube channel, which, by the way, the video of today's show will be on there uh, probably in the next few days. So you can take a look at that and um, listen to Kenny again. Um, You can also email me if you're interested in working with me. You can call me or... um, send me uh, an email through the contact page. Um, You can also listen to the radio show podcast and um, learn about uh, other programs that we offer our scholarship program, as well as our um, graphic design uh, internship programs. So our summer interns are starting um, in the next uh, few weeks here. So we're pretty excited. Um, We've got some really great things happening this summer Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with me, um, you can go to my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com, or 
you can call me at 480-648-1122. We've got um, just some fabulous things coming up this this, uh, next month. And one of the wonderful things is our next issue of Executive Function Magazine. So make sure you go and subscribe. You can do that on the website as well. And without you, this would not be possible. So we want to thank our listeners and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week. <laughs>